folks, very welcome along this Monday evening for the LCC TTM chat show. I'm delighted as always to have Mr. Harvey and Mr. Kelly with us. And this time we have a very, very special guest, multiple award winner, uh, recent retired uh, midfield stronghouse. I don't know if there's so many words we could use to describe him, but we just go with the one and only Colin Cavanaugh. Colin, good to have you with us. Thanks very much, Dad. Delighted to be here. Tell me this, just first question. Why now you're so close to the new season and you're in such great shape and decided, right, that's it. Was it the temperature getting cold or? Partially, I don't like the cold weather. No, I actually love actually bad weather. It probably suits me as the older you get, actually, and uh, the slower you get, they actually might slow some of them young boys down. But uh, no, look, I've been asked, obviously, I've been asked that question. Uh, I think it, uh, it's probably a combination of factors. Um, guys, the, the, just with the, what do you call it, just with, where my work, what COVID has allowed me to do, has probably allowed me to sit back and uh, take a look at myself and sort of where, where my life was going. And I suppose everyone sort of said it was our season and that, uh, that we should, you know, I should go back and give it that then few months. But, you know, priorities probably changed, a lot changed over COVID for me personally, um, whether it was physical health, whether it was, you know, work, there was just so many things changed from the start of COVID to the end of COVID. And, you know, you know, ultimately, when I went up, when I went, when I went up, it just made sense. And listen, we talked to several players over the course of the COVID thing, and it was amazing how many of them said that they didn't miss county football, and they didn't, you know, they actually were they had, a, a, they had a completely new lease of life with the club, and they were enjoying the crack, and it's probably less pressured, and that constant running your body, that constant, you know, demanding on your time and on your body. And and they, they, they were adamant that they, they, they certainly <laughs> county football wasn't uh, wasn't as attractive to them uh, as it once had been. Yeah, I think you know from a personal point of view, I, I felt, probably felt the same. Um, partially, probably when you're not when you've got to think about it, when you're in that bubble of playing county football for I suppose as long as I have, even you don't really have time to think. You don't have time to sit back. You you, you know you might have a, an off season of two to three weeks and then you're already considering about the, talking about the new season and keeping yourself and God it is being able to enjoy yourself for two or three months and then come back in and start training again like you know for example this year for me I you know I put out a full pre-season with Rome um you know starting you know whatever it started December and you know you, you never really had time to sit back and I think COVID has probably allowed guys to sit back and go I'm not in that bubble anymore do I miss that do I actually miss that you never have a chance to think would I miss this if I'm not there? And uh, I think a lot of lads is probably it's probably divided. I imagine from the guys I've been speaking to, you know, half have probably said that you know they could do without it, and there's half that probably said, look, they're mad keen to get back to play a bit of football, like, and they've, they've missed it. But I think coupled with the fact that the the club scene was so good, you know, being able to focus it's the first time you have to think about it. It's the first time that anyone you've really really been able to focus on your club for that whole entire shortened season. And you know that relaxed. You know, even I see it too with my. You're in a more relaxed, uh, you know, atmosphere. You're still training hard. You know, obviously your own club and just so focused. You're not being pulled from pillar to post. Um, you're not, as you say, you're not traveling all the time. You're not away all over the weekends. It's a relaxed atmosphere. And I think it's probably a combination of COVID and you know having such. You know, the, the club season was great from a point of view of what playing and watching as well and seeing what what type of football has been playing. So I think. That's really added a wee bit of added a wee bit of weight, uh, what, and sort of probably made people step back and go, you know, 
are we mad? You know, are we mad for training, doing all this training and, you know, at the end of the day? But, um, yeah, it's probably a divide enough world at the moment. Yeah. Well, just uh, when you're thinking of, of, of obviously making the decision, COVID was a major influencer, but I'm sure you spoke to Sean and the other guys as well and said, you know, I'm weighing this up. What do you think? Did you take advice from others or was it a decision that is between you, Sony, and, and the missus? Probably more me and the missus. Uh, you know, like, uh, it was crazy, like, because on Monday, on the Monday, the start of that week, I, uh, you know, I was thinking about it. I, I had been thinking about it for months, like, and, you know, just, I never, you know, yourself, I've been, let, I've been thinking about it that long. I never really let it, you know, I didn't want it to nearly absorb me. So I sort of put it in the back of the mind for a while. And then I went up on the Saturday morning to Thrones Train and don't know, my knee was giving me a wee bit of bother, a wee bit of problems. And I'd done a bit of running at the side of the pitch with Frank Burns and Potty Hamsey. And, uh, I went up that day and I thought, right, I'm dead on and sort of was happy enough. And, you know, then sort of reality hit that evening and sort of said, look, am I going to go back here? And sort of then brought back, brought, I suppose, all the thoughts that I've had over COVID and probably pre-COVID as well. So, um, and then I sat down probably on the Monday. I was sitting, I probably done no work on the Monday, to be fair. Uh, I was sitting, trying to go back and forth in my head. Same with Tuesday. And then ultimately around three o'clock on the Tuesday, you know, I'd been speaking to the Vina and, um, back and forward and just sort of putting, as an accountant does, put things in paper and see where your priorities are and what, you know, what, what's more important to you at the minute. And um, ultimately, that's it. I went away up and I sort of taxed Sean and Sean more or less just said, look, just be sure for what, with what your decision, you know, be happy with your decision, whatever you do. And, uh, and he, it's come to shock to him as well. Like, you know, he never seen it, he never seen it coming like either. So um, it's probably more something that myself and Lavinia just sort of chatted through and discussed and, um, so she would be more than happy to see me go back for another term. Like so, uh, at, uh, you don't often get too many ways to get in, in fairness, but at, uh, yeah, Lux just whenever I went it up, um, I thought, look, I didn't want to look back, you know, in the next six months down the line and maybe regret my decision of playing on as well, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, just so you think of it, uh, your decision's been made, the guys are back at Sydney, you say there's time with the club and all the rest. You put a bit more time about the house, about the about the family and things. Do you already start to notice a difference in, in, in the old habits column? You know, where the routines were fixed almost for the entire week or, or maybe longer, but now that's all changed. Yeah, look, you, you sort of do, but it's nice. And I've been in that honeymoon period, but uh, you know, you're, you're used to that. Like, I'd be a very organised person anyway, and you know, you're, you're right. Regimented regime every single week of your you know nearly your whole year. So yeah, I'm sort of sitting now and you know you're sort of going. Nah, nah, I don't have to go to Cabra High this evening. Or I don't have to go anywhere, and uh, it's sort of nice. And but to be fair, like I'm still doing all the you know, still be training away, and you know whether it's in the gym or out running or whatever. Like my actual regime will never change too much. I'll just be able to manage myself and the body a wee bit better. Um, you know, because otherwise you have to be still playing. Probably would have had to, you know, endure. I'm sure Toronto are doing plenty of grueling sessions at the moment, and you know, a lot of taxing sessions. And like, I probably even through the club season this year, you know, I was struggling with my knee and was not able to train. And like, I wasn't really helping anybody by, you know, trying to push myself through more, even more pain than I've had in the last couple of years. So um, there's, there's a lot of good lads there that sort of deserve a deserve a chance and deserve their, you know, it's their time to to, to show what they can do. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, Colum used a very, very uh, accountant type phrase, taxing sessions. Uh, that's something that uh, you'd be well used to being self-employed, of course. 
Of course, Noel. I everybody pay you pay your tax regular and uh, plenty, unfortunately. But um, no, just be interested in their column. Um, I know this year was a was a, an unbelievable year with the COVID and all the rest. But is it something there? I know I read a couple of times that people had you um, prematurely retired before, but. You know, you've won everything there is to win. You know, you go back to the All Ireland Minor, uh, two thousand four, and you know, five All Stars, couple of All Stars, and All Ireland, of course. Um, did, did you did, at the start of every year were you thinking? Did you think of the even at the start of this year before COVID come in that this was going to be your last year? Or did that thought ever cross your mind? Okay, I, I wasn't even going to go back this year. To be really honest with you, um, I, I was sort of had it in my head even last year that I was going to retire, and I'd probably be sent for two years. And had we won the All Ireland in the last number of years, I would have been gone by now. Um, I sort of thought, you know, I sat down again. Well, I mean, I probably had started last year before COVID, and you know, we had a few harsh, harsh conversations, and we said, look, you know, what are you going to do here? You need to make a decision. And I went back, and you know, I said, um, went through an absolute. You know the best preseason I probably went through in an all make time and stuff. like I, you know obviously the, the bit of a change in backroom set team and stuff and like you know change of training methods and I say I went back into a tough December January schedule which I which I'd never have done before so I felt that I was in really good shape at that point and I probably was if I felt that it was going well um, but I say a lot changed then there was an awful long time you know between January and you know and now like so uh, a lot can change. Year. Obviously, you don't miss the train, but I'm sure when it when it gets to the weekend and and the first game now coming up on Sunday, it'll be a, it'll be a strange uh, situation. Maybe you could forget yourself. You could go out through the door with a kit bag, but it it will be very to uh, be preparing for you know Toronto's first game, which is only a few days away. I look. I said that even whenever I did retire, I said that I'll probably miss whenever the, the games do start coming back on. I'll probably will. I'll probably be watching it, going, you know, could I have been there or should I have been there? Like, no doubt that'll go through my head. But uh, look, you know, it's probably part part of the other reasoning for 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 not going back is having nobody there at games as well. Like, you know, it's a big or very little reduced crowd, whatever they're going to go with. Like, um, it's probably for me going back last year, probably the one of the one of the factors definitely for a decision was uh, being able to potentially get Jamie and wee boy on the, the pitches and you know have a bit of, create a bit of memories there in terms of photographs and the whole sentimental piece and uh, we got him actually ironically enough in Oma after the Mead game this year so he, he technically was there for one game but um, you know that was part part of the thinking that you know winning the All-Ireland and all that sort of piece didn't really have much, well of course you want to win but you know there's sort of more and more sentimental reasons probably for going back and you know, but there's no doubt that you know whenever the games start coming thick and fast now, I'll be watching them going, fuck's sake, should I have said on? It's only a few weeks or, you know, there's only a few games I could have played on. But, you know, I had to be comfortable with that when I made the choice and I will be like, you know, I'll be, I'll be able to, I always say that the day I retire is the day whenever I can able to, I'm able to actually enjoy the games and support the lads and support the team and sort of, you know, hope they go and win the all Ireland because I do think there's a, there's a great bunch there. So I'll be able to do that now happily. And just you, finally, sorry, I know Damien will be looking a word in there, but just before, uh, and probably in your in your thinking too, you're, you know, you mentioned the knee injury, but you're relatively, apart from that, you know, you haven't anything serious and, you know, you've, um, you've a chance to play a couple of years with the club, which, you know, I mentioned before, your, your fellow teammate and, and uh, Tyrone and the way, Philly Jordan, unfortunately, 
you know, once he retired from throwing action, didn't get the opportunity to play as much for the way as he would like to. And you think of Hub Cues and boys like that. So I'm sure you're blessed and looking forward to, to giving a couple of years with the club as well. Yeah, I suppose look, even looking at the best days of my own career, you know, I looked, you know, back to, I suppose, my winning the Iron and stuff with, with Intermediate and, you know, winning things like that. And, you know, I always said that I wanted to give them my, I, I owed them my a good few, year, a few years if I, if I could, if I could, you know, they've obviously sacrificed and done an awful lot for me over my time, over my career. And they've never been too, you know, they've never been too hard on me. They've never pushed me or, you know, tried, they've always been supportive of what I was doing in the county. And I always looked, you know, that was one thing I'd never got in the road. So I sort of, yeah, and the reason, like, I, I did want to have a couple of years, at least two or three years of playing with my, and, you know, the assess you know, try and hopefully push on and, you know, leave, effectively leave the boy in a better position than I picked it up in and hopefully that they can push on at some point as well. As you mentioned, you mentioned Jimmy there, Colm, and being on sympathy. We should say, just from Stephen Nolan's point of view, that wasn't necessarily under uh, the present situation. It was a, it was a slight... <laughs> no, definitely not. not present situation. No, we'll say no more about that sort of stuff. You wouldn't know what kind of bother we would get him. You talked about the club and that, and, and the, that special feeling of one in the All-Ireland. Um, we were down, obviously, for it. Great, great, great day and all the rest. But one in the semi-final, if I remember right, was probably uh, even more enjoyable, obviously because of the, the, the nature of the opposition and also the way that you won it. Okay, look, that game will go down and the be boys drinking, drinking pints in the Mai in 20 years talking about that semi-final. They don't actually talk about the final. Like, you know, any games that are... Any games that are put on now in the pubs or in the after nights out, it's always that semi-final, like because it's just yeah the nature of the opposition, the, the, the way we won the game and uh, and all that. So yeah, look, it's it's a it's, that that's one that'll go down in the memory and we'll always refer to you know and, and yeah, look, probably one of the best days of I've definitely from a from a personal perspective. Yeah, and, and listen, when you talk about uh, again about club success and so on. People will be looking at that Moy team over the last number of years. I mean, yourself and Sean, Ryan, Mel and Philly were at, at their peak. You know, and there's, there's some, you sometimes look at it and think, you know, we, we really should have achieved more. Yeah, like possibly. You probably should have. Like, but, you know, for, you know, people probably, it's always very easy for people to look in and go, you know, so many county men, you should be winning things. You know, it does take a team. You, you talk about taking a team to win something like that. It really does. Like, um, but... You know, probably let's, the only real thing in my head that we let go was probably the 08 uh, intermediate final as well. Probably was like a sent off that day right enough. But uh, look, we, we didn't leave a whole pile behind us. We never we, we were never in really good opportunities to win anything like so. You know, bar probably that. Um, so anything we did get in the finals and stuff, we normally were, were, were quite good on. But yeah, we. We were, we were always that team that people looked at from the outside saying, why is that team not winning things? And, you know, there's, there's multiple reasons. And I think actually, Damien, you might have said it actually before our Ireland win. I think maybe I might refer you back to against our game against Ahar, where you, I think, actually said that, you know, we weren't going to get around past the first round. Uh, Thanks, Colm, because I got blamed for saying that and I wasn't there that night. Thanks, Colm. <laughs> uh, I'd just like to say that... Um, uh, you can I'll refer you to uh, my solicitor on that one. I'm not sure if she's quoted anywhere on it. Um, I think you were diplomatic. You were diplomatic. If you can find yeah. the evidence on that one, I made a suggest that the fact that, uh, and I probably, I know the Moy lads would say I'm the reason why you actually won the All Ireland that year. <laughs> I just 
admittedly slightly underachieved the championship, the club championship. But uh, I think I think it was maybe Kevin that followed through and, and actually said it. Um, no, I don't. I think Damien, you'll find out without. Um, I'll get you a bigger speed there to dig a hole for yourself, but. Um, you're right, Colin, because actually that particular night I wasn't even in the studio. Uh, it was these two boys here, and um, you're completely oh, right. Yeah. After he's beat Ocher that day, one of them way lads shared it over to me, and I hadn't a clue what he was on about. <laughs> so, um, no, you get it on the WhatsApp column. I'd, I'd love a copy of that. Thanks. Yeah, is, it true, is it true there was a photograph of Kevin up on the changing room walls in, the, in Crow Park? Is that, is that true? Uh, no comment. No comment. Can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway I, what I was looking to ask you, I suppose, and I know you're accountant and all, and uh, you're, you're good with your figures and all, and I'm sure you're keen. I'm sure you're probably noting the questions that you've been asked before that uh, because it's. Uh, Noel's been working all day trying to work out what questions to ask you that nobody else has ever asked you before. So uh, I'm sure you've got a running tally going there. Maybe you could share that with us at the end, Tom. But I'm just wondering, you know, you talked about the impact of COVID and so on. The fact that you, you're able to share a car or for so many years with your brother uh, on the road to Gervahi, has it become a much, did it become a much lonelier travel in the last couple of years? Or was it just the fact that Harry Lahern was lying in the jacuzzi till, uh, 11 o'clock at night that really paid you off and you didn't get home in time. So I'm just, I'm just wondering the impact of sharing a car and going to get back. It started off well, actually. The traveling since we transitioned away from Sean and the Harry and the conversation actually was quite light, light, a lot much, a lot lighter. And, you know, we, we were really enjoying things uh, for a good, good while. Uh, the unfortunate thing with Harry was, yeah, he decided that he would either leave in the house at the five o'clock to go to training or staying on the twelve o'clock at night uh, after training. So yeah, I think me and him we 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 shared when we could and the journeys were great. But uh, he uh, ultimately I was the type of guy that I was looking to go up and land there for seven o'clock and be out for half seven and be home by nine o'clock and he was just on the on the other side of things, he was you know, he wanted to stay there all night and talk to Talk to Frank Burns and his boozy, I talked to Molly and his boozy, and I'd be sitting shouting, trying to get him and pull him out, out the door. So it didn't last, unfortunately, with Harry, uh, on that side of things. But, uh, yeah, you, are you wanna, do you want to break an exclusive here tonight and say that Harry Darren is the reason actually why you left the throne? Is, it, is that is that? Uh, you want to Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Like, I don't want to upset him if I said that. You know, he'd be, he's a very deep thinker, Harry, and you know, I think he overthinks things too much. So. I don't want to put him into that sort of. I don't want to put him into a bit of you know that sort of bad mindset. And I just I want to keep him focused for for the games coming up. So I'll say I'll, uh, I'll 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 decline on that one and just uh, I'll keep them a story that uh, there's just COVID and everything else. Uh, you mentioned there, Colin, just about you know how, how single-minded you are in terms of how you prepare for training, being there in time, doing the thing right. And I know Damien has said to us before numerous times that he's watched you train. And if you train through the pain, you know, you're not a guy who shirks the training. You're always there, even when it's hurting, you're still there to it. What, what sort of drive, what sort of, of, of personality do you need to have to now, first of all, to make it as a, or, or to be on, on, on a senior county team and secondly, to actually make it successfully on a senior county setup? It's, it's probably hard to describe. Like, you know, for me personally, like, it literally was just putting football ahead of everything else in your life, like, and, you know, having that sort of determination like where you know like there was never a conversation I, I've been lucky in that you know I've always been had all understanding people around me every, every year that I'm you know whether it's wife family 
clubs or anything, you know, having that single mindedness of just, right, I'm going out here, you know, you're trying to better, better yourself for every session, um, you know, doing things well. Now, don't get me wrong, there's times where you can relax and, you know, take a break every now and again, but like, I, I suppose what, what, what always, what drove me probably over the number, over the last number of years, even though I was probably pretty sure to start, you know, whenever it was going well, in the back of my head, I was always thinking, there's boys coming to get me here, like, there's boys coming to actually take my position, and there's new boys coming in the tunnel every year. So I literally, the way I sort of probably approached it from a mindset point of view was that at the start of every year, I consider myself back down to the bottom of the pile, even though I could have won an All-Star the year before or had a really good year or, you know, and I, I consider myself going back down to the bottom and just working as hard as I could um, to show. And like there was nights where boys were maybe, whether they're playing sweeper or playing midfield, that, you know, we're getting the batter on me, like, and, you know, I would have got home that night and it wouldn't have sat well with me at all. Like, I just, I hated losing. I was just, probably, we, we probably bred that sort of competitiveness between myself and Sean, you know, whether we neither, neither, neither of us give in on anything, like, so, you know, you know, taking, if someone was coming up against me in a, in a, in a game or training, like, and got the better of me, like, that would sit with me, like, and I couldn't, I couldn't let that go. I would need to get them back and sort of prove them I'm still there and stuff, so, it's literally just taking a single-minded approach and I say I probably took it to a certain I took it probably too far and that you know I never probably could switch off from the county scene and I suppose I've probably realised now that for that period of time I'm sort of thinking you know I, I thought about nothing else other than football and uh, and now I'm sitting back going was I mad like you know at uh, in a way like you know obviously achieved certain things and that but you know you are in that so-called bubble where you don't think of anything else and you just you know you're just trying to play football and trying to win things. Colm, it is a very, very competitive environment. You know, um, you're in and around that senior team, you can see that, and particularly in some of those in-house games, they're pretty ridiculous in terms of their competitiveness. They're, you know, you can see that. Um, I, I suppose, did you, did you like that aspect of it? You know, the, the fact that everybody was fighting so hard to get on, to get, to get that, you know, to get into that, into that panel. Um, yeah. because, because you could, I suppose you could feel it and see it in the players, during those games, that they felt that was the last chance. There's more boys come off fighting in them games than I've seen, like ever. Like, you know, the guys are going, you know, boys that were sharing bedrooms together and nights away, you know, maybe for, we're away at training weekends and stuff, and boys falling out with each other in the pitch. Like, you know, the games are, can be intense. And uh, yeah, I suppose one reason we're probably lucky in Sharon and that, you know, I suppose Mickey never probably felt the need to go and play a challenge games anywhere else. Um, or play anybody else, you know, to play exhibition games because he knew, he knew that, you know, there's a good crop, there's a good crop of lads that can, you know, produce that type of good football and competitive football. Like, and, you know, I remember more days than that where, you know, the, the so-called A team or starting team would have been well beaten by the the so-called, you know, non-starting team. And like that, that that's what made it good and that's, you know, made it competitive and, like there was no bad footballers running, running around in them games, so yeah, look, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that aspect of it, and it was like there was days when night and boys get the better of you, like, and you know, it, it, you know, you knew for the next day you had to be on your game, and that's what I think kept, and that's what keeps boys sharp um, in that pound where you're not even competing against, you know, you're competing against your own. Like, you're competing boy, like I could be marking freaking Ben McDonald, I could be marking. Declan McClure, I mean, Martin Brian Candy, I mean, Martin and anyway, they're looking my jersey. Like, so you knew you had to be on top of your game. If not, if he gets a better view, you know, there's a chance you lose your jersey. But so many of those guys, Colin, still see the appeal of, of being a, 
a Trone County footballer is something very, very special. And that 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 driving element, you know, that, that element see the lads driving on. I suppose that's what makes the, the likes of the training games and the training situations. Yeah, look, you know, all the lads recognise and you know, I suppose one thing we all recognise that we're in a privileged sort of position. Um, you know, we're in a Trone's a very a very good county and always producing very good footballers and you know, we, we, they recognise that there is a, you know, there's always a conveyor belt and people need to be on the top of their game. And I think that, uh, yeah, that is producing that competitive nature day in, day out. And uh, I think that's, you know, I think that ultimately is, is breeding the, the type of football that's being produced. Well, listen, uh, most people will see you or recognise you, not just as a midfielder, but very much as a, as a defensive sweeper. And you guys on there talking about how you, you just took that role to a completely different level. Was that something that you yourself saw a need for, or was it something that was planned uh, by by the team to deal with certain specific game situations? I think a combination, probably. Like uh, I've been asked this a few times, and uh, like uh, I, am, I have struggled to actually remember back when it actually sort of began as a thing. But uh, like I knew, even when I was playing like half forward and stuff, for uh, I, I kept running back into the defence, and I think we sort of identified. That you know, I did sort of enjoy that sort of going back in and foraging for ball and stuff. And um, I think ultimately that sort of developed whenever myself and Sean were starting together in midfield where, you know, there wasn't going to be two boys who were going to be running forward all the time with a traditional, sort of traditional midfield partnership. There's one attacker, one defender. And I suppose then it sort of developed there from that. And I sort of went back in. And I think whenever I went back in and maybe had a decent game, we sort of then said, you know what, that could be... That could be something that you could maybe have be, be half decent at, and you know it sort of went organically after that. I, I I just continued to do it, and then as time went on, we then right okay, you might actually just do what you did the last game, and you know and then like, it's probably only up into recent times, the last year or two, where they actually sort of would have been working on you know specific plays around that, and you know trying to you know nearly teach teach you how to, where you should be, be and how to get your body position right and all that sort of finer detail because a lot of it in the early days was just right to do and you're, you're going back and just sweep whenever you can get whenever you can and uh just do play it as you see it like so a lot of it was sort of just whatever i seen and whatever i thought was right go with and then um but i say up to more recent times probably what it worked in more video work and you know you know what could you do better and the usual stuff that you would go through an analysis like so um, but yeah, it sort of went, it went, uh, it sort of came about just sort of organically. Yeah, Kevin, I suppose we've watched Colin play so many times and so many memorable games where he's just popped up, right place, right time, those big long eight foot arms and, and the hands, just a perfect tackle. Timing, timing, Kevin, and, and technique, two hugely important qualities to play that role and, and, and Colin epitomised them all. Oh, he certainly did know, and we always said it, even ourselves there, not just because Com's here, but you know, it took a long time for the the, uh, the national media to recognise his contribution or how good a player he was. Um, I think he's much more than a sweeper, I have to say. He's, he's uh, you know, the whole, uh, I think he was always at full forward 2004. You know, started off at minor and um, at midfield, you know, coming forward there, bursting forward. I know club games and that there. He's a very hard man to stop when he gets a gets the CCs up. But uh, that role he's played in this last few years in his career, like go back to that tackle he made against Mullen in the um, the All Ireland semi final, like that just 
that just said it all. He just, you know, he was. He sorry, was only What tackle was that? What's what's Kavanaugh? Sorry. Oh, Collins. Collins. <laughs> sorry. I guess um, Ryan. Right. Just double check on Yeah. But no, no, but that's what I'm saying. But in the pit of nice Tyrone, and you know, when you think about it, you know, I suppose at the start of Collins' senior career, you know, first three or four years, uh, one in All Ireland, won three Ulsters, probably thought this is the way it's going to be. And then there was a sort of a, like a wee mini famine until the, the back to back Ulsters come again. But, you know, that's something, Colin, what, what was it about Tyrone or that group of players that, you know, while the likes of Donegal and Monaghan emerged, Tyrone were still able to. They might have been winning Ulsters, but they were still able to uh, be the last team in Ulster standing almost every year. Like they got to, uh, was four semi-finals and a final. It just seemed to galvanise. Obviously, you wanted to go through the front door, but there was something about you that just you just took to the back door and you just, you just got on a bit of a run. You just got better and better. I look, the, the momentum piece was always key. and like we, we always believed in ourselves. I suppose one thing that Mickey does always instill in the boys is that sort of bit of belief. And... Probably a couple of games in the Ulster Championship, you know, thrown probably, we, we, we probably tried to change things a wee bit, you know, whether it was personnel, style of play, you know, probably not a whole time of people picked up on it, but we did try and sort of change and alter our styles and, you know, sometimes it just didn't work out and, you know, then we obviously were, were put into the backdoor system and nearly even we reverted back to a lot of times of what we were good at and, you know, that ultimately got us to, you know, as you say, the semi-finals or wherever, but... Unfortunately, wasn't you know wasn't wasn't able to get us over the line. But you know, going through that back door because we've been through it a few times. You know, we, you know when we're having our meetings, we you know everyone's just like, all right, okay, we're going through the back door. We're, we're traveling all over Ireland here again. Let's go again. Like, and nobody it didn't really bother anyone. Like, you know, there's no real. Do you know, people sometimes can they go out of the, the Ulster or whatever, and you know they nearly find, find it hard find find it hard to pick themselves up. Like, we just never had that. We just sort of said, rolled our socks up and said, right. That's the end of Ulster Championship. We're not there anymore. Let's focus on where we're going. And, you know, we still can get the All-Ireland. And, you know, we were very, very quick to do that. And I said, because of the experience and that we've been through that, you know, that sort of system before numerous times, uh, I said it wasn't always the, the nicest part to be traveling all over Ireland. Uh, but, yeah, you know, we got a bit of momentum. We are probably able to, you know, try a few things in the back door that we probably wouldn't have got to do in Ulster Championship. That's, I think... You know, you could nearly get away with, um, just depending who you were playing at that time, and um, you ultimately find out your best team. I think it's like playing games. The more games you play, the best you, you know you will actually find out your best team because you know the Ulster Championship. Yes, it, you know it's, it comes in you very fast, and you know the National League. You do try things out, but you know in a way, you, you know I think you only really find out your best team and your best style of play as such when you go through that sort of back door and. Your back's against the wall and you have, you have to perform. You mentioned that. One of the new members of the senior squad, and what were you, 22, when you kicked the last the last score in the, the 2008 All-Ireland final? I'm sure you probably thought at that stage, well, you know, this will be the first of of a few. Is there, is there one game, I'm sure you've been asked that question many times, uh, I'm sure there's been a number, but is there one game that really stands out in your, me- your memory as, as one that really, one particular game that really got away that you should have won? The last year, last year, uh, like, uh, look, there was probably a few. There was probably a few, and I'm, I'm only going back to the most recent one that because you know I felt had we managed that game better, we would have been three points out the door, and we we, we, we could have been. Um, so that was one that didn't really sit well with me. 
and even still doesn't sit well on me because I think you know that was our chance to get the final again and you know really show what we could do. Um, I think we're probably a victim probably for a couple of games against Dublin you know in semi-finals and finals of just not having a nearly not having a plan B and not getting not being able to adapt like um, Mayo suppose back in there was Mayo sure not great in the year 13 was it 13 yeah you know there's a Few games like that where you you look back on one. How did we lose them games? Like, and you know what went wrong? And look, hindsight's wonderful. Um, I don't tend to dwell too much in games. Uh, you know, but the probably you know there, there's been a few that you can look, you could go back through the books and go, we probably should have won there. Like, or we should have done did better. Um, I'd say none more so than probably last year because it's probably fresh in the mind. So you mentioned there about uh, games you lost in Ireland and so on. Uh, I'm thinking of Cork as well uh, in the past, but uh, do you feel the team that you know you mentioned there about Plan B and sometimes we didn't have a Plan B? Do, do you think that the throne come in for a lot of unfair criticism, Colm, in terms of their style of play, and was it a situation whereby not as much the style of play suited us, but that's the that, you know that's the panel you have, that's the list of players you have, you you, you have to play the hand you dealt with, and, and we didn't have the quality forwards that. Possibly that, that Dublin had or the Kerry had, and to a lesser extent, maybe Mayo as well. Uh, and we just, we, in truth, losing out wasn't uh, an embarrassment for that particular group of players. No, like, suppose you do play your shots like any team you sit down and analyze, you do sort of look at what are we good at and what can, you know, what is the best, what, what is our strengths ultimately. Um, and, you know, we were a good sort of running team and we always were. Um, so, Harsh, possibly a slight bit of harsh criticism because there was probably other teams that were doing it and didn't get the same flack as their own did. But um, at the same time, yeah, look, we, we, we probably stuck to what we were good at without without spreading our wings as such. So, uh, you know, we were, I think in the Ulster Championship a few times, we tried to actually change up what we were doing and, you know, say be more expansive and, you know, man on man and doing that more traditional type football. And, you know, we, more times than that that we could beat and then we were plumbing into the backdoor system and at that point then it was right back to what we were good at you know let's get back to the system let's get back to the running game and in a way it was good because it got us to so many semi-finals and quarter-finals and final ultimately and that and it was brilliant but it never won it didn't probably get us over obviously didn't get us over the line so um you know while it was good at the time and we're reverting back to tight nearly um, you know, looking back now, I'd say hindsight's wonderful. Uh, you know, we probably should have tried to stick to what we were probably doing a wee bit more, and or sorry, you know, what we were planning to try and change. And like, what the trouble have been doing to do that the last number of years? We're trying to change things, we're trying to adapt things. Obviously, put Cahill inside, and we worked a treat last year. And you know, Mickey and Gavin, and, uh, the guys are trying to do that. And you know, say that there's a good crop of players there, so. I think that will come through, you know, it could be this year, it could be next year, you know, but, the, you know, they are, every team's working to try and improve themselves, be more, you know, be different than what they were last year and try and make slight improvements. And I think it's important to make slight improvements because, you know, you can't go from one system to another just overnight, like it's going to, it takes time. Yeah, yeah. Damien, yeah, that, that, that reverting to tight the situation that Colin talked about there, you know, where, where when things don't go right and don't go well, you can almost understand why teams do revert to tape because that's what worked for us. That's what gives us a certain solidity and sanity, so to speak. 
and you can see why players would buy into that and, and could change to that much quicker than a more adventurous, more open attacking type of style. Yeah, look, I say Tom's already mentioned the fact that you know he had a system in place. He thought he was playing to the strength of his players, and it, it did get them to the last eight, and to the last four, and to the last two, and on and into the last ten years. And um, you can't argue with the record in terms of like it's still by far and away the best Ulster record. Uh, thrown would have the best Ulster record of any of the teams in the last decade. Um, could it have won them uh, another All Ireland? Like, uh, I agree with them in terms of last year. I think last year was a big opportunity to get to another final. Um, and I'm just, you know, Kevin already mentioned earlier on the fact you get to a final basically in your first or second year there, Colin, and you just think this is the way it's going to be forever, and then you have to wait another ten years for the next one to arrive, and uh, yeah. to get to get back to that point again. And the effort that goes in between, it's not lost on people. No, it's it's definitely like a when I write when I felt that. You know, obviously, young lad, you do take it for granted a wee bit, and you think, oh, you're going to win this every year, or going to be there and thereabouts. And I've seen all through, I've seen the whole cycle probably, where Trone were competing with semi finals and finals of winning All Ireland, still having absolutely no, no All Ireland success, and just a wee bit Ulster here and there and stuff. So, look, at, I think it's, at this stage, it's, I've seen the, the good times, the bad, and everything in between. Now, again, go back to 2008, Colin. I mean, things seemed to happen so easily for you back then. But as Damien said, 10 years, amazing. When you look back, it's just gone to flash. But looking at 2008 and looking at football now, do you think the game has changed in, in, in a way, in a big way, compared to what it was back then? Everything's changed, yeah, massively. It's completely, ah, it's completely different. Um, like you look back to some of them games and like even the on the on field sort of stuff, the on field play is completely different now than, than what it was. Um, is it better now than it was, or, or was it a bit better better football back then? Better prepared and better organized. Better it, it, it's better in terms of the the what I would say the quality, but it's probably not as better as good to watch. You know, and that's that's probably some point that you know I can accept where. People are sort of slating the football world at the minute, more or less saying, look, it's not great to watch the county scene and, and all that. You know, it is a lot more measured. You know, keeping the ball is a lot more important than, than it was, you know, because if you give it away, you will be punished. And yeah, look, it's, it's a lot more meticulous and a lot more system style of play. It's maybe moving towards like a, say, moving towards like the, the American sports where there's like you're, you're running plays and you're running things and so you're, you know, all that. And I agree, it's not, it's not unbelievably good to watch, but. You know, you have to remember back. I remember watching games back in 07, 08, and those you know, all-in games. Like, there was so many mistakes. Like, it was, it was crazy. Like, you know, a lot of catching, kick, and like, don't get me wrong, a lot of great stuff in it as well. Uh, but it's just changed. The time things have evolved, and like I say, I agree. It's not, it's not as nice to watch at times, um, especially with Dublin and all the other Ireland's. But uh, I think it's just you know, everything's changed. The on-field style is played. The style has changed. The training regimes have changed. Uh, yeah, look, it's not there. I suppose, you know, not that I can remember back to seven or eight and say with certainty uh, as a young fella, obviously, and I sort of was able to still enjoy myself in Belfast when I was, when I was coming around during that time. Like, but I don't think you can get away with as much of that sort of stuff now than, than what I would have done. But uh, was the fact was the fact that you uh, in back in 08 you weren't able to grow a beard? Was it 
because you were 14 years of age at the time or, or just, you know, there were some characters in around that team and, and I'm sure you played with some cracking characters, you know, in the last, you know, 10, 12 years as well. Um, we, we, and I know, I know I've, I've seen you in action, actually. People think you're Mr. You know, Colin Fiavan, a nice, quiet lad, but uh, you know how to push the buttons of the Dazzler and boys on buses, Colin? I look, yeah, I, I would be... Like here, to be honest, I was good. I was probably in that sort of that sort of circle for a few years. I probably then when I got too old, then I'd <laughs> sort of try to be a bit more reserved and sort of more sensible. But no, look, at the end of the day, we're all lads. You can imagine in, in that sort of environment, the boys, uh, the boys enjoy the enjoy the crack and enjoy the banter. And you, you need to be very thick-skinned around a certain bunch of lads, like you soon get called out. So uh, I like to keep the nose clean in these them sort of things. I don't like to get I don't, I don't like to get involved too much on it. Uh, so no, there's a lot of there's been a lot of characters now that to say that that I've seen uh, from all ways and all moves in life. Uh, yeah, you, you, I, I don't I wouldn't even know where to start actually to start going through them because we'll be here. I think we'll be here all night. Come here. Talk about leadership on the field. I mean, people have seen you provide that leadership over the last number of years. Uh, you're now gone. Uh, who is going to, the, the old song says, who's going to wear those shoes? I can't so, remember for 100%. <laughs> oh, no pressure. No pressure. Ah, look, there's, uh, look, there is, there's, there's plenty of good lads. I suppose that's all part reasoning for my thinking. Like, I never wanted to finish my own career sitting on a bench. I never wanted to finish my own career of people knowing me as that boy hang, hung around for another two or three years just to win an all-iron medal. Like, you know, the medal piece, yeah, it'd be nice, like, but it wasn't to be all end all for me. But uh, look, there is plenty, I and mean, that you know, I know that there is plenty of lads that can step into whether it's through my to a type of role that I was playing as a sweeper, or you know, there's plenty of good lads there that can are now able to sort of step up. And I, you know, in a way, I'm not, I'm not holding them back, like, and, and I never, I genuinely never wanted to do that. I always thought that the time, if I'm not 100% fit and 100% able to give everything, you know. It's, it's time to move on. It's time to let the lads have a go. Like a lot of young lads probably hasn't, you know, in their mid twenties, it probably hasn't, you know, seen a whole pile of football and stuff. And you know, they deserve a they deserve the fair crack at it as well. Callum, um, Sean left the black yard behind when he um, retired. Uh, are you planning on leaving anything behind? Are you writing a book, or you just want to do do the books? What's what's what is it? <laughs> I have no idea at the moment. I have no idea. Uh, no, look, I'll probably. Uh, I'll probably look at potentially go into probably that sort of coaching side, side of things uh, at some point. Uh, but at the minute, I'll just stick to the books and uh, do and keep my keep my head down and, and say no. Well, listen, obviously, obviously the football career kindly fades over. It allows you more time for for business. You've opened a new business recently. In terms of of uh, have you moved locations? Yeah, look, we we started our own business. Uh, I'm just going to get the punt in here. Inspired tax incentives. Uh, we're based over in Damien's lovely part of the world of Cookstown. Um, so yeah, look, we we uh, have a lot of time now that I can sort of focus on on, on business and sort of get my head around changing priorities and no longer have to worry about that. So now, look, we we started the business up a few months back, and um, look, we're we're very busy uh, at the minute. So touch wood that that, that, that continues. Yeah, the GA obviously with the profile that you have, the profile that. That Sean has the profile that Throne has that hopefully will, will uh, help the business grow and draw, draw uh, clients towards you. 
Yeah, look, I suppose we know what we look at is like, like we're looking at research and development claims for UK companies and a lot of our businesses over in London. And ironically enough, there's there's a lot of Irish guys uh, from all over Ireland that uh, have established really successful businesses. So, you know, the last few months I've been dealing with guys from Donegal, Galway, Mayo, you know, all guys who have really good businesses over in the UK and, uh, are willing to, you know, because of that GA background, back that family piece, pick up the phone and ask them for a meeting. Um, and you know, more times than not, the guys are willing to sit down with you. And you know, whether it's over in London or whether it's over Zoom, um, no bother. Like, so look, that's that's one thing I can be thankful for. You know, the football side of things has really, you know, because I've given so long to my to my own football career, it's been nice to have that sort of reception where guys are like, yeah, no problem. Look, we'll, we'll take a look at it for you. And you know, then after that, you know, football, football will open your doors and you know, get your meetings and. After that, I suppose it's all about it's all about delivering for them. After that, and like it's touch wood that we continue to do that. Yeah, you mentioned there Galway, Dublin, or Galway, Dublin, Galway. It sounds like three away fixtures in Division One of the National League. <laughs> well, that's what we talk about half the time for the first twenty minutes in a new meeting. So it's normally right. Let's talk about football for that for for twenty minutes, half an hour, and then we'll we'll get on to we'll get on to more serious stuff. Like, but yeah, look, it is nice to share stories with, with guys from all like. Say so a lot of these guys over, a lot of the guys over in London, and that's their connection to home. Like you know, they they've all say so a lot of them have nice, really really good businesses. But you know, when you talk, when you chat them, you know they they do everything reminisces about home, and you know they do come travel a lot of them travel back home regularly and go to the games and all that. So obviously, it's only it's not that far away. So it's nice, like you know, it's a nice icebreaker for anybody to sit down and chat a bit. And that's why I'm sort of glad that. The football is going to be going ahead now. The looks of it, so uh, it'll give us plenty, of, plenty of plenty of things to discuss over the next, the next coming months. Absolutely, Kevin. We we we've talked about it several times about how important it is for those who are away. You know, this this link to home is so important, and the GEA is more than just a link. It's it's really it's, you know it's in the DNA, isn't it? Sure is. No, we talked about you know more guests and even ourselves. You know, when you're away, if you're away on a foreign holiday or whatever. You, know, you, you can only spot a GA jersey, or if you're, if you're away during the championship, if thrown happen to be out of it or whatever, and you're you're looking for an Irish bar to watch, but the GA is on. It's just a, it's just an unbelievable link. There's no other sporting organisation or any organisation like it. It's just interesting to hear Colin there, you know, talking about people from all over Ireland, and you know probably uh, would have been against Colin, you know, because Colin was so good, you know, didn't want him to play well in games, but. The fact that um, you know the GA opened so many doors now that he's he's going into his, uh, started his new business and all the rest. It's it's brilliant that um, you know things like that can you know you can make a connection with people from all over the country and you know people are willing to uh, like um, you know take a punt with you, uh, give you a chance, and of course they want to talk about football. That's that's the that's a religion. But um, as Colm says, once he once you get the talking over, it's, it's down to business. But I think it's brilliant for for people that have give as much as Colm has there to to the county football that that he can get a foot up in the, in his business and, and hopefully um, it just goes from strength to strength and and uh, more people will, will sign up and get them get uh, give them a bit of business and get them get them going the right road. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Colm, listen, thank you very much for coming on tonight and taking the time to chat this. Delighted to to, to talk to you. Uh, did you mention oh, just before you go, Noel, uh, maybe um, pass on our condolences to the to Enda Hummel's fa- family from uh, Kalishal, who sadly passed away today uh, after a 
a sharp or a battle of illness. Um, so everybody was thinking, I'm sure, is thinking about the Felicia Club and, the, and that family this evening. And I also give a shout out to Sean Quinn, who's recovering from a uh, an e operation or uh, a bit of work done today. And uh, well, he's he's back on the road again because he's given out that he has housework uh, this evening. So uh, hopefully he he'll be back on his feet shortly again too. Yeah, one, one really quick question for Colin there. No, sorry, I meant to ask him earlier. Um, you know, in recent times, probably one of the, the standout performances I see them delivering at Tyrone Jersey was a couple of years ago there when we beat um, beat Donegal up in Bally Buffet. Um, it was an outstanding display from Colin and Tyrone. But, you know, that day, that pouring of emotion, Colin, the, uh, the supporters coming on the field, it was almost like a winning in All Ireland because it had been so long from it won in Bally Buffet. But, you know, we obviously got the league game this Sunday, but in a couple of weeks' time, if things keep going the way they're going, we're going back to Bally Buffet in the Championship. It's going to be very completely strange. Uh, obviously, the supporters aren't going to be there, but um, a tough outing for Tyrone. How do you see that game going? Yeah, look, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be, There's not going to be much in that game, I don't think. Um, you know, I say this, you know, the league, the league picture will be away with a shadow box. Shadow box. Yeah. For for the for a couple of weeks time and um, from a Trump point of view, I'd like a nice I'd like to see a nice dry day um, up in Bally Buffet because we've all we've a lot of bad memories of up there and bad days and you know we haven't you know in my head Trump didn't perform that well up there and then this so um, look I don't think there'll be much in it I think there'll be it'll take a I'd say the first half will be like most first halves for Trone Nottingham will be a bit of a chess game and uh, I think there you know, the, the there won't be too much in it at half time. I think it'll take a an either a mistake or a moment of brilliance, um, maybe a goal or something to separate um, to sort of do that. I think whichever team manages the game the best will actually ultimately win the game. I think it's reasonably matched, but who gets in front, who can get that early start and get ahead is going to be key. Uh, and then, you know, getting in front of in my Years of playing Donegal, getting in front of them was was imperative because if you get in front of them, you can control the game, you can control the tempo, you can play at your own pace. While uh, if they if they get four or five in front of you, they're they're, they're hard to break down, and you know it makes makes things a lot more difficult for Tyrone. So I'm uh, I can't see much in it. I think you know a few points here and there, and hopefully Tyrone can can come out obviously on the right side of it. Of course, on Saturday we had the under twenty All Ireland semi final uh, Tyrone versus Dublin. Uh, I don't know if you pay much attention to the under the twenties column, but there's enough uh, talent coming through from that as well. Um, Dublin, of course, uh, a team that have dominated and with a, a hot favourite last year, but didn't manage to make it. Uh, what's your view on that one? Yeah, look, I say look, there is from knowing knowing what's coming through. Um, you know, I think that uh, you know, I obviously don't know a whole pile about Dublin in terms of what they're coming through, but uh, there's a lot of a lot of good lads coming through that, that setup, like so. I'd like to think that they'll be able to put in a put in a performance that'll uh, that'll get them. You know, it's, it's important for as a county to you know to have that conveyor belt, and it's important to have them lads you know get that and experience that sort of that that, that, that final. So you know, I'm hoping that that they can produce produce the goods at the weekend and uh, and you know let them you know I say it'll, it'll be good for throwing football for the future as well. So uh, fingers crossed that one. Hopefully. Well, there you are, folks. That's Monday night, well and truly wrapped up. Our thanks to Colm and wish him well in his uh, endeavours, both in, uh, as a coach. We look forward to seeing how that goes. And uh, obviously, as well, with his business. And uh, as I from Damien and Kevin and uh, myself, we wish you all the best. And we'll be talking to you over the weekend when we cover that uh, on the 20 game, of course, 
game in Valorant Fair as well. So Monday night show, right? Uh, LCC uh, show uh, from us, a uh, very good night.